Keeping you up to date with the latest SEO and web development news. With a little flavour added in. Detroit style. The Trademark Productions weekly podcast radio show. Coming live from Detroit. Well, um, actually, Royal Oak. No one really lives in Detroit anymore. What an amazing week. It's been uh, quite a few couple weeks, but... uh, you know, I was on a little vacay. Went down to do a little SEO in down in uh, Los Cabos. That was that was exciting. I'm sure. Optimize all of the things that are happening over there in the Pacific, and I was trying to optimize and um, get as much uh, relevancy that mm-hmm. I possibly could in, in regards to backlinking strategies to my fishing game. Yeah, and it just didn't fare so well. Did you uh, Did you optimize your tan at all? I optimized my uh, my skin tone. <laughs> And my uh, my intake of Mexican-related types of food, which mainly considered of a lot of fresh grilled seafood tacos. I, I seriously, I love seafood tacos. It's oh. my hands down my favorite food. Dude, I, I mean, Just eat it all day long. I mean, one of my, I think my big things was is um, indulging in fresh scallop. Grilled scallop tacos. I used to go to Seattle a lot, and we used to get. I used to get scallops all the time at the sushi restaurants. And dude, it just blows me away. Like, on, you know, I guess you know, you're in Maine. And lobster's cheap. Yeah. You know, it's uh, these tacos are like fifty cents a piece. Jesus. Just, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'd get so fat so fast. <laughs> Fre- fresh horchetta water, which is like a rice cinnamon water. I mean, it's just can't beat it. No. But uh, we've come back to reality. And what a huge reality we've had laid on us. Yeah, man. I think one of the big folk... Well, you know, I'm going to let you get into some of your stuff, but I'm going to go over this uh, recent... on uh, The Matt the, Cuts uh, video? Yeah. The 13th Matt Cuts came out with a new webmaster video, and it's all about all of the uh, the summer of Google. Yeah, he's making a lot of changes. And uh, there's a lot of shit that's going to be going on, so we want to kind of give you the lowdown on exactly what's happening, what they're saying is going to happen, and uh, what you can expect, and uh, precautions to take, and how you're going to measure things, and yada, 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 yada. But you want to talk about Google Play? Uh, no, Google, um, well, we can talk about Google Play, too, but Google Now is the main thing I want to talk about. Um, I don't know if, if you use it, but Google Now is um, kind of their, their automatic search um, service. Where it's connected through your, you know, your Google account, um, and they use what are called what they are calling cards. So when you pull up your Google search app on your iPhone, um, it shows different cards for you based on what you've already searched, or what's in your calendar, or events you have coming up. Um, you can have it set to where it can show you scores for different sports games, and have breaking news alerts. It's basically Google searching for things so you don't have to. Google's and, doing its job for you. And I see that they have an app both for Android and for um, iPhone. iPhone. Yes. And, I mean, I use it just because um, I, well, I started using it just because I wanted to play with it and see what it was like. And it shows, if I'm at work, it shows me how long and how how long it takes? How and long you've been dicking off <laughs> on the job? It no, it's not true. That? I'm working real hard, man. Can I get updates for that? <laughs> um, but if I'm at work, it shows how long it takes to get to my home. Um, and if I'm not at home from wherever I am, it gives me directions to get home. So it's very cool. Like it does it all automatically without you even having to ask for it. Um, which I think is just very cool because it shows how innovative and intuitive Google is getting with time. And um, speaking of intuitive, they made um, a lot of changes to Google Plus yesterday. I don't know if you've looked at your Google Plus since. Yeah, I'm not really happy with it either. Oh, you don't like it? I, I'm a huge fan of it. I, it seems like they've taken Facebook's timeline design 
and made it a little bit cleaner, yeah. a little bit less, you know, less cluttery, but um, less cluttered. Cluttery is not a word. Um, but my favorite thing about it is that it auto hashtags your posts for you. Yes, that's pretty um, cool. Which means if you're a business and you're using, let's say, Hootsuite or some other social monitoring service to um, post to your Google Plus, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about what hashtag is going to be there. Google's going to do it for you. I mean, it's always good to, you know, control your hashtags if you're pushing something. Like, um, if you're promoting the X Games coming to Detroit, you want to include that, you know, hashtag XG2D because that's what it's for. But if you're just posting about police officers or heating and cooling or whatever, it's going to automatically do those hashtags for you, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. And I think it'll make it a lot easier for people to find things on Google Plus if people are using Google Plus. My only my only real issue is that they're forcing Google Plus on users, not letting them use it. So it's been around for two years. I know, I know, but they're finally making the like you have to use this to use all our other services. You have to sign up. You have to be a user. And I don't know. People don't seem to react well when they're forced to do things in social media. I mean, look at the big backlash Facebook has seen every time there's a new redesign. You know, but this is a little bit different. This is a little bit more all encompassing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I personally love the new design. Um, I'm big, I'm really active in a few um, Google Plus communities, and um, I I love it. I think it's I think it's great right now. But that's the biggest thing is I think Google Plus is. I mean, we've been saying it for two years now, but it it will be important for businesses at some point, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just putting together a presentation I'm doing for the uh, police officers conference in Grand Rapids next mm-hmm. week, and um, one of the things is uh, it's 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 almost kind of funny, but yet sad that a lot of the presentations in regards to what you should not be doing on the job regarding social media mm-hmm. and uh, uh, elementary things like don't whip your dick out and take a picture and send it to somebody, <laughs> even though it's on your personal phone. <laughs> don't take a picture of this guy that got you know uh, mangled up at a crime scene and send it to your buddy. Yeah, it all can be recalled. Um, but the aspect of it is, you know, like engaging the community from a police department perspective. It can be a huge tool to utilize when you need it. So oh, you really yeah. need to create that community and harness it and have it there for when you do need it. But um, to to be able to have like uh, hangouts mm-hmm. and video, you know, video chats or maybe some type of hosted, uh, you know, live chat that you could do to engage the community about certain things that are happening yeah. in the community. That's a great tool that police departments should be using a little bit well, more. And there's actually a group right now. You know how there's um, there's Amber Alert and Silver Alert for missing children and seniors, respectively? They're now talking about um, – there's a group trying to get a blue alert going, which is where a um, the public is notified in the immediate area of where any suspect is um, has injured or killed a police officer. Yeah. So they would let the public know that there's someone on the loose immediately. Yeah. And social media would be a great way to – push that out there like it'd be a great way to be like hey this person's on the loose heads up and that would just spread like wildfire i would have to imagine that with the onslaught of the use of social media in such abundance immediacy with the boston bombing yeah um the case studies or the data that's going to come out you know post uh, next six, this, six months to a year yeah, about what amount of information was helpful what amount of information actually cost more time and money and resources yeah. to sort through. That's going to give you some interesting stats to actually end up reading. So, anyways, let's, uh, let's move talk forward. about some Matt cuts. Oh man, well, give it I, to me. you know, I think probably the biggest thing is is, is 
released a video on May 13th, which was Monday. Um, it, it, and we're going to link over to his blog with the video and the specifics that are there. But we also have a very detailed blog post in plain to under plain to read. Plain English. Plain Simple English. English. Simple English. That's easy to read. for Layman's terms. Yeah, in layman's terms. To common folk. Um, but basically about the changes that he's saying are going to be major and uh, this summer. So basically starting now through really the end of August. And um, yeah, basically I consider that to be kind of some of these are shock and awe updates where you're really going to see some major changes in SERPs. Search engine result pages. And essentially, you know, he reinstates in the beginning, then also at the end, that these updates and changes and enhancements are really made to, um, they're aimed at spammers and black hats that try to game Google. And while it's also going to be adding these updates to help award people that are producing great content and have awesome websites. So they really clean things up. But before we dig deeper into this, I want to point out there's actually some simplicity in understanding the overall principles of what you should do with your website and how to market it and gain rankings. I'm not a big proponent on rankings really meaning a lot anymore because there's so many different types of signals. And signals meaning it's a tweet. It's a post on Facebook on a public timeline. It is a blog post. Um, It is a share. There's a number of different uh, signals and a number of different... This Friday tongue tying thing just fucking sucks. <laughs> we should start doing these on Wednesday. I tell you, um, all these different singles, single, all these different Sig- signals, all these different signals. There we go. Um, have an importance in to dictate where you show up and how you show up. Yeah, so it's, it's not just about being in a top ten placement anymore. Yeah, there are a lot of different indications, indicators. See, I can't even do it. Yeah. Indicators that will determine where you are. So the overall principles of what you should understand in, in a large sense, you know, um, don't try to game Google. I built a business back in 2005, 2006 that had a lot to do with uh, automate, automation and link placements, and that also hid the footprint. And we had a lot of success with it, but it was short-lived, um, like a lot of online tools are. It needed to be advanced, and it needed to um, be advanced, and it needed to grow and evolve. And the new owners that purchased the company tried to do it a little bit, and they basically just bailed on it, soaked a lot of money into it, and were unsuccessful in a large part because there was such a witch hunting um, um, campaign that went after link buyers and link builders um, for black hat type of things. And that that tool was very, very black hat. Um, So don't game it because they're going to be on to you. And at the end of the day, I compare a lot of these things with weight loss. So um, produce good content whether it's written, blog post, white papers, images, video, that people are going to enjoy and want to link to naturally. Because if you have something good to say and you have good conversation, people will radiate towards you. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's just like traditional networking over, you know, scotch and a cigar at a bar. Well, and a lot of people don't realize that content isn't just the written word. Yeah. yeah I mean, content is, an, like you said, an image, a video, um, an infographic. You know, all of those qualify as content. You don't need to have a 500-word blog post to have good content. You can have a great photo. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, have a well-built site that's optimized for fast browsing. And for mobile on all tablets and smartphones. Responsive design is a great way to go about that. I love responsive design. Make that investment now, please. Because that's something they came out and said, you know, almost two and a half years ago, that optimizing for speed for mobile browsing is going to be a signal that they're relying on. So if your site is slow and serves up shitty on mobile browsers, 
that is going to be a signal and a component in their ranking algorithm of how well you show up in search results. I can't tell you how many times I bail on a site if it loads slowly on my phone. Totally. Especially when you have weak signals or you have like a, a, a weak Wi-Fi and it's overtaking yeah. your cell signal and you're just waiting there. Dude, your thumb, either it's your right or your left thumb, it's always quick to hit the back button, man. We know where it is. Yep. You just radiate towards it. Do so I'm thinking. All of these things are, are, are principles that require time, efforts, and cost overall to facilitate those and, and continue them. So it's very – like I said, my metaphor and the parallel is like losing weight and becoming healthy. You know, get exercise, cut out your trans fats and your fats and your sugars, drink lots of water, sleep more, take your vitamins. Those are all going to help you lose weight quickly. It just never happens like this. Yeah. So it's simple to say yet tough to execute for long periods of time. So when the going gets tough and the weight is not falling off, you cheat every once in a while, you might replicate some content on your site. Um, I haven't posted a blog. I didn't have time to do it. Mm -hmm. So you're slowing down on those aspects. Um, We might even talk ourselves into a diet or something that's a um, uh, you know something that you know helps us um, lose the water in our system yeah. or that it suppresses our appetite and that might be essentially like well i'm going to buy some blog posting services or i'm going to start to have people go out there and um do fiverr and get a bunch of likes or retweets mm-hmm. and stuff like that is that really helping you essentially it's throwing small amounts of money at a facade and a mirage that's never going to work uh, that's all marketing that really allows those types of decisions to be made. So um, so much like the email that we've all received at one time or another that says, we're going to put you at the top of search engines for $99 <laughs> a month. And it just happened to come from Sammy, who doesn't have a company name, but has a Gmail address. Yes. Legitimacy is just not there. So, nope. you know, and, and finally, I guess an undertone message I always receive from the update announcements is that you cannot, if you cannot put the oomph into your website and content production, um, to continue that, to have that engagement and build that community, then there's always AdWords to fall back on, mm-hmm. which is Google's advertising platform that is responsible for over 90% of their revenue. And it's in the billions of dollars that of net was... revenue every quarter. Jeez. So is that creative marketing on their part? Yeah. So let's break down Matt's uh, explanation of the summer updates. Uh, Penguin updates. Uh, they're saying basically that's going to launch in the next couple weeks, and it's going to go a lot more deeper, uh, of, and it's going to have a larger impact than the first version of the Penguin update over a year ago. So expect to hear more of an outcry from the SEO community when this happens. If you have – the original Penguin update happened in April of 2012. So if you had issues with backlinks, a horrible backlink profile, and you might have went through the aspect of actually doing link disavow. Um, and actually trying to contact all of these different people. And, you know, when site owners were being told by Google that their linking is a problem, uh, a lot of them hit the, the forums, were looking for recourses and how they can do this. And uh, I guess what does, why does Google bother to charade an unnatural link notification? Um, if they found a problem to your site, they could simply ignore or discount those links specifically. Yeah. Rather than send reports prompting webmasters or you know website owners to remove them, uh, they could also send reports saying they've already disconnected them as well. So they could clean up a lot of that shit themselves. So, um, do you think they're doing that just to force webmasters to? I work think it's harder? A, I think it's a public relations strategy. Uh, it's an exercise to plant a bond between link buyers and link sellers. And a link is a link, and you can conclude that Google must still have problems nailing down the links they don't like. Mm. So it's still, I always refer to this fact as the backlink uh, value of their signals. 
uh, it weighs very, very high. So if we talk about the components in an automobile in order to function and drive, um, you know, there's some very major components, uh, some of them being uh, the, the engine, the transmission, the drivetrain, uh, the chassis. Yeah, and and the wheels. Those are some major components. When one of those fail or are failing, you are going to have, you know, disaster down the road. Yeah, you're going to have a disaster down the road, and you're going to have a very affected um, functionality of the other components connecting with that. So, I think backlinks are like the transmission or the engine. Yeah, or the chassis that's really holding their entire original algorithm the you know the page rank mm-hmm. uh together so the value of that so i, I think the link link to disavow tool combined with the re-inclusion request is pretty clever if they wanted a way to get site owners to admit being link buyers and to point out the places where they're buying links or you wanted to build a large database of low quality links um for for no money essentially you could hardly imagine a better system to kind of yeah. do this labor um, you could even outsource it for doing cheaper. And as far as a site owner, getting hundreds, if not thousands, of links removed is not a very simple, easy task. <sighs> we have very much large experience of doing that shit. Last summer, man. Dude. So uh, site owners are inundated with link removal requests and have moved to charge and removal fees, in which cases is understandable because you got to go back in and remove all this shit and find out where it's all at. But, you know, it takes time to verify the true owner of a link, locate the re- link, remove it, and update the site. And in a sense, some people have claimed it's kind of blackmail mm-hmm. in a way of what Google's doing. Now, what what happens if, like, you, you do keep requesting and you keep requesting and you submit the link disavow tool? Is there any guarantee that they're actually going to listen to you? No. There's not. See, then I've seen both instances of it, and I've also seen both in- instances where ranking um, has returned to okay. a certain aspect, and where it has not. They basically were, you know, punished, and it's almost yeah. like uh, having a felony on your record. Jesus, you know, it's going to take you ten years or so before that's going to fall off your record. Yeah, so you just need to go about and start to figure out other ways to do shit. So, some sites do not recover from penguin penalties, no matter what they do. So, and I think it's also conceivable that there would have a permanent flag against a domain, no matter what penance is paid. Mm-hmm. There's definitely something in a database that's going to be showing that. So, um, it's got to be much like the legal system. And I think the other aspect you have to look at too is that Google is a publicly traded company, but I mean, it's it's their thing. It's not. Yeah. There is no governance of public opinion that really dictates how that works yeah there's no vote well i would say and even though it's a public company that you've got larry page and um sergey brin who pretty much still run the show sure they may they make the big decisions sure and i mean the aspect of it too is it's a public company so they're shareholders yeah they have to make money exactly and if you make sways and changes like this that are shock and awe and if you are having a large reduction, I was talking with a client yesterday. If you had reductions that you know you were making, which is not unheard of, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars a month in revenue mm-hmm. from commerce on your website, from visits, from uh, ad uh, revenue, and it now shifts and goes down. You obviously have a support system behind it. You have payroll. You have people that are doing things. You have bills to pay as well. So you've now been cut off a huge revenue chunk. And sometimes you're like, hey, I'm at a 15, I'm at a 20, I'm at a 30% margin if you're lucky on the revenue you're bringing in. And now this revenue gets cut in half. I would rather take 10, 15, 30, 50% of my revenue to immediately jolt and try to get back 
more of that revenue to even things out because I have a support system or if not, I got to start affecting things that way. So it becomes a large business decision. So looking at a Google AdWords program and buying clicks, mm-hmm. buying impressions through third-party networks and whatnot, doing placements in, in private networks, <laughs> that's a very viable choice. Yeah. That is a quick Band-Aid. So it makes a lot of fucking sense. That's the word, though. It's a Band-Aid. It's not a complete 100%. You know, like you can have – if you use AdWords in addition to having a great site, you're golden, ideally. But You know, so essentially, I mean, going back with the Penguin updates, uh, big brands got hit as well. There's many examples of that. So nobody's – Nobody's getting a pass essentially on this. I do think there's a lot of big brands also as well that do have a look over. Um, I know some big brands that spend it, you know, over seven figures a month in AdWords in addition to what they're doing in search uh, with staff on regular programs as well. So if you're spending that kind of money and you threaten to pull that type of a revenue, I, it, yeah, don't fucking tell me otherwise, man. You've got pull. You've got pull. Oh, but definitely. when you're really making some big things happen and sometimes there has to be a, um, an example set. Mm-hmm. So in the UK, uh, into Flora, they got nailed really bad last year. I mean, we've seen it BMW. We've seen numerous. Uh, I mean, we saw JC Penny get had a huge penalty yeah. two years ago. So I, I think more aspect is when this happens, take it on the chin. If you've been involved in participating in some spammy techniques, you haven't been doing things up to par. Um, take it on the chin and move on, man. Try to fix things. Yeah. If not, get ready and start to look at changing things right now. I think this is almost. I hate to use this as a parallel example, but um, it's almost like knowing that you're going to be getting cancer. (laughs) So let's take some preparatory steps to get everything prepared and ready or try to make it as less as possible or negate being affected by it absolutely Mm -hmm. at all. It's it's smoking and knowing that in a a year or two you are going to have lung cancer. Yeah. So if you knew that was going to happen on this month and that date or around this three-month period... In the near future, get your ass together. You would get your shit together. Yeah. So that's something you really have to look at. Go to Google Webmaster uh, guidelines, read them, and understand as much as possible as you can of those, and do that audit of your site or your site or your network, and see exactly what they are suggesting, what they're actually coming out and saying you do need to do or don't need to do, and uh, apply those to part of your campaign. If you don't care about Google traffic, then fucking do what you do. Yeah. Sometimes you know, there's the customers we've had that have a large traffic base that don't rely on rankings. It's because of community and other sources. Mm-hmm. You know, Facebook might be a large, large refer of traffic, and if they don't have the engagement on Facebook, they don't get the fucking traffic and the conversions. So it, yeah. it really doesn't matter after that aspect. So it's all about what's right for you. Yeah. So let's. Uh, so, uh, advertorials. So, if Google went after looking for websites earlier this year for advertorials as a means to artificially inflate their link profile. So, Cuts said that Google will soon take a stronger stance against those using advertorials and a means to uh, uh, th- that it violates clearly Webmaster Guidelines. So, again, go back to Webmaster Guidelines. And if it's telling you not to do something, don't do don't it. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> like, it's, it's, just, like, it's yeah. like the drunk guy who says, hit you in the face. You don't hit him in the face. You know, or you do because he's an asshole. Well, yeah, but you know, in my case, I'm I'm scrawny. I don't hit anyone in the right, face. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, spammy queries. Uh, while some queries tend to be very spammy in nature, such as like Lisa's an example of payday loans mm-hmm. um, or pornographic related queries, uh, were somewhat less likely to be a target for Google's uh, spam team. However, Google is more likely to start looking at this area in the near future. So they're going to go after some of the big 
terms. Um, I think that's twofold. One is it's highly competitive. Um, it's highly spammed to shit with a lot yeah. of black hack tactics. And third, which probably should be number one, is I am going to bet a $100 bill. If you gave me 100 of those terms, they have an extremely high CPC value, mm-hmm. which means if you put it through Google AdWords, it's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost a lot of money to fucking advertise that space. Do you think Google is just going to blow the competition wide open for big keywords, like competitive keywords? Like, well, it's, it's already open to an extent. Like, do, I'm, I'm saying, do you think with all the updates that are going through this summer that local businesses are going to be able to start competing with bigger Yes. Like more competitive keywords? Yes, yes I do. Because it's granular now. Um, Google has been very clear at their uh, their, their shareholders' address uh, the other day. Um, they were also very, very clear that they do, you know, they are targeting B2B and B2C. So, um, and smaller end, B2C. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, it's, it's already that way. So, I, I definitely think that's a, a big type of a deal. Um, I can make our life a lot easier and harder all at the same time. Sure, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, basically he also said he wants to go more upstream basically to deter people that are link spamming and the value of links that they are acquiring from sources. So I think it's talking more about networks and kind of referring to what they've done in the past with networks. You know, a couple months ago they nailed out like seven different link networks. Yeah. So they're going after the buyers and the sellers. Again, that is a very, very, um, transparent admission of guilt mm-hmm. that they still rely highly on the backlink algorithm aspect. Um, and talking, you know, he talked about sophisticated link analysis mm-hmm. that they're going to get even better at their link analysis. And it's in the early stages right now, but they're basically talking about their link software has become more sophisticated and it's going to be very much better at understanding links. So, it was kind of vague to the aspect, but uh, they're going to have a better decision engine yeah. to, to, to rate quality of links and what they're doing. Uh, one of the improvements that I do like is improvements on hack sites because there is so much hacking, especially with open source software like WordPress and stuff. So malware types of notifications <clears throat> and hacked sites and pulling those out of the SERPs and communicating back to webmasters that there's mm-hmm. issues and if they've been taken care of or not. I think that's a great thing. And for consumers as well. Yes. Nobody likes that. I mean, no. if I was a real serious black hat and I was fishing to suck information or run credit cards or run, you know, SQL injection mm-hmm. queries and stuff, uh, this would piss me off. But yeah. then I would already be a step ahead of them. I know that it's coming. There's other ways to go around it. Um, talking about authority. They're saying they're basically going to give sites that are authority in specific industry, community, or spaces a ranking boost. That's awesome. Which is really cool. So if you have an authority in, say, travel space or it's going to be um, a very strong blog or you talk about uh, taking care of a particular breed of a dog, mm-hmm. an animal, um, related queries will return your site above less authoritative websites. That's awesome. So think about that link profile again. And, again, you're only getting an authority because you're producing great content. And it's very, very linkable. So you definitely got to uh, keep that in consideration. Once again, watch what you eat. Don't yeah. eat fattening foods after 7 o'clock. Um, <laughs> Panda. Um, a lot of people were impacted by Panda. And uh, he said there's uh, many that were borderline cases. And they're going to look, excuse me, a lot of these borderline cases because everybody was kind of like uh, um, 
you know, there was a, there was a big underground party and there mm-hmm. was people caught there doing drugs. And because you were there but not doing any drugs or drinking, you're assumed to be a guilty party. So, uh, yes. So you're, you're now <clears> – <throat> it's not until hours later that they actually realize they're only going to give you a – you're yeah. out after curfew or something. You're, you know, you're guilty by association. Yeah, you're guilty by association. So there was a lot of very, very soft borderline cases, and they're going to look at actually bringing in some metrics to uh, try to rechange those. And uh, so if you're impacted by Penguin or by Panda uh, over time, that uh, you're going to get a little bit of uh, sympathy put towards you. It's interesting that, I mean, Panda has been rolled into the normal algorithm for a while now, a couple of months, and we haven't really seen... Because it's changing on a daily basis now. It's mm-hmm. no longer, you know, they're not pushing monthly updates. Um, so it's in- I'm interested to see how it's going to affect websites with poor content now. Like, are you going to get hit out of nowhere? Or are you going to see your rankings dip from, you know, spot to spot to spot over a period of time? Well, I think you're going to see your rankings dip. And it's going to be pretty quick, too, because of the fact that others are going to be working towards mm-hmm. making changes and actually rising above the top. And that's where you're going to be shuffled down out to the bottom. Yeah. So um, one of the other aspects was as far as you know, domain clusters and SERPs. So when you see search results, you see the, like, pretty much the same domain or subdomain showing up in multiple positions. They're going to start to cluster those together. Yeah. Essentially, they're looking to get more diversity on the first page of home results and then probably do some more clustering on the second page, which I don't think that's a bad idea either. Um, that's just, a, I think, a better usability aspect. And I think the one that I am the most grateful for, although... You know, Obama said there was going to be a lot of change <laughs> in the first and second presidency. Um, and I didn't believe him in either, or, mm-hmm. nor did I vote for him. But you still think, hey, you're saying you're going to make all this change. Please make the change. And I haven't seen it. But Google says they're going to have a huge improvement in webmaster communication. So that would be nice. detailed examples for notifications and dialogue back and forth. So I think that's a huge deal because people that are really trying to make a difference um, and really adhere to what they want in their guidelines. Um, because we experience it as well, where we're trying to work hard for a property or a customer's property, and you're trying to rank these things, and you can actually, by doing research, I can see even our, even our competitors in the localized space, some of them do some really, really old-school shit tactics mm-hmm. and get some really, really crappy links and some falsified ranking boosts. And it is aggravating um, I would never call any of these people out or submit a you know a spam report through Webmaster Tools, um, not for any of my competitors, so to speak. But um, it's just like you know I'm going to outrank them anyways. Yeah, I'm going to find other ways to do it. But there's times when it is very challenging on s- some of the ranking that they're achieving, um, and the, the amount of traffic that I see that they are essentially getting because of some of their shitty tactics yeah. that haven't been picked up on. It's all about long term game though. Gain yeah. though, you know, I mean, you can get. Someone might beat us to the punch for a month or two, but in the end, we're still going to be the one at, on top, not them. Yeah. So if you are a spammer and you're looking to do things, I mean, if you're just getting into the business, uh, good luck. And <laughs> for a while, you know, you throw away domains, you know, they essentially call it whacking a mole. Um, so running multiple domains with different link graphs for each and hoping that one of them survive or one of them go and it's kind of throwaway types of things. Um you can ignore Google too. Operate like they don't exist, and uh, although there's no any guarantees, uh, there's always Bing. Yeah, you could Bing it on. Look for that Yahoo traffic too. And I've heard some murmurs that uh, possibly Yahoo's going to start uh, pulling in Bing results, or they're going to start licensing uh, you know Bing search results back in their directory, which That'd I think is fucking great. Yahoo's rumored to be buying Tumblr too. 
So a couple tips, middle ground, what I think you can do with this is as a publisher, publish relevant, valuable content as determined by your audience. Okay. Really understand that. Uh, be different. There's a huge uh, first mover advantage when it comes to getting links. So if a new field opens up, you need to get in there first or early, and it's relatively easy to build a credible link graph. Yep. Uh, as that field expands, the next layer is going to have a lot of activity. There's going to be a lot more competition, but you were kind of there first. You're definitely going to have that boost as being one of the first in authority, but you have to have the continuity with your publishing of your content. Um, I think brand is the ultimate Google protection tactic. So it's, it's not that brands don't get hammered, but occasionally they do. Mm-hmm. I think what's different is once the sentence is handing down, the bigger the brand, the lighter the sentence, um, the shorter the sentence, because no matter how much Walmart or uh, JCPenney uh, spams Google, they, they have such a large ad spend, and they do provide so much of relevancy for so many other retailers. you got to think about that downward tree that mm-hmm. downward uh link chain that's there with that um they're always going to be in google they're not going to get purged out of something like that no um so links to brand names will almost look forced in the same way uh engagement you got to be on the web you got to engage you got to participate so you got to go to the gym in order to get some effects or you got to work out yeah exactly or another it's all about networking and wherever you network you should be getting links as a byproduct mm-hmm. again if you go out and network traditionally, you need to talk to people. You need to engage in conversation. And the byproduct should be business cards for follow-up mm-hmm. and potential deals. Okay. I mean, people need to treat the the internet as if it's a person-to-person communication, mm-hmm. essentially. Because no one's going to care if you have nothing to say in a conversation. And, you know, I think for business owners, we just had one client recently... They used a, um, a web agency to uh, rebuild their, their online property, spent a nice chunk of money to do it, and then their rankings tanked. Mm, and they had yeah. some very specific geo-specific spe- geo terms in relation to their services that they had great relevancy for, for before, and now it's gone. And it was very clear as day, as soon as we looked at it, of what uh, some, of the few, some of the mistakes that this other web agency made. Um, I clapped my hands and commend them because they had a better sale. They could have had a cheaper price. In the end of the day, you get what you pay for. And they came back to us, and now they're paying half their project cost just to have us fix things in, you know, uh, just a couple days. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our, our fees aren't essentially the cheapest either. So um, we've already seen some very great results in, in some of the, the, I guess, not the Band-Aid, but mm-hmm. the Neosporum and the healing that's yeah. happening in regards to this relevancy. But be very, very careful of who you choose to do work with if you are using um, a freelancer and outsource another company because you can be harmed and your lack of the unknown will scare the shit out of you and make you make very, very stupid decisions yeah. and spend money. So you're always, you know, do the research, man. It's just like anything else. Don't go out and buy a car. Don't go out and buy that bed right away. Don't uh, invest in a home. I mean, you wouldn't just make stupid uh, costs on where you're going to live. Yeah. A decision to spend money on an apartment or a home. I mean, 75% of consumers review products before they buy them. Dealing with a company should be no different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So take those chances because that's what also happens too is there's vendors out there. They have a great sales presentation. Um, it has all these promises and these uh, estimates and guarantees and other things, but in the end of the day, can they perform and is it getting you the results that you want with what they said, mm-hmm. what they promised? And um, uh, we get a, a fair amount of that business as well. Yes. So definitely take note of things like that because you could be harmed 
because of someone else's wrongdoing unknown. No, yeah, that's too. They just don't know any better. Mm-hmm. They don't know. So you can't blame them for not knowing. Th- well, you can blame them because you can bl- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not they're not trying to harm you. They're just not. They're, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah, exactly. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss, and your wallet is fat, full of cash that you're yep. gonna blow. But <laughs> don't do it that way. Um, it's it's really an advisement that you understand webmaster guidelines, not only for Google but also for Bing. If you like Bing traffic, yeah. And uh, we're going to wrap up all of these things and put them in a very nice, uh, concise blog post so you can skim through it with some different types of recommendations and uh, what it is you can do. Last thing is um, it's kind of similar to what I already said in regards to engagement, um, but fill a need, fill a void. I always say to people, to a customer yesterday in the online uh, jewelry gifting space, (laughs) find that niche. Yeah. Fill that void and be the best thing possible in that. If all you sell is dog food shipped to your door, mm-hmm. don't branch out and start selling toys and leashes and beds and other shit. Just focus on that one exactly. deal. And that is really going to help you solve hard problems for people. How-to tips, advice, and so on. Um, solving a genuine problem for people tends to make people feel oh, yeah. a sense of obligation uh, for the help that they possibly would have paid a, for. A really great example is Dollar Shave Club. They filled... Um, what the fuck is that? Go to dollarshaveclub.com. They're, um, they're a startup out of California. Um, he, you spend a dollar a month, and they send you razors every month. Really? Um, it's like a dollar plus shipping, and the dollar razor's the cheapest. Um, and, you know, it's got one blade or two blades. But I pay $6 a month, and I have razors shipped to my, shipped to my door. I never have to buy them. What kind are they? Um, they're just, they're no name, but they're great. I've never had an issue with them. Um, they send you a handle with it too. So, I mean, you get everything. Um, they filled this niche perfectly with yeah. a great ad. That's fucking and great. And now this summer they're expanding to like other products like shave cream and t-shirts and stuff. But they, they did what we're talking about. They filled the need that it's was the shit there. You always just never want to buy. Exactly. And it's cheap. It, it comes out of my bank account once a month, six bucks. And I don't have to buy razors. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, it, it's like paying for Spotify. I love it. One of their yeah. descriptions on the bottom of the line, the, the $1 a month with shipping yeah. handling. Um, five cartridges a month, a great basic shave for guys with dog simplicity and precision. Um, two stainless steel blades. This is one I love. Reliable. This is an 82 wagon that starts from the temps below zero. Exactly. <laughs> like, and that's their whole their whole company's like that. When we're when we're done with, with this, watch the video on the homepage. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, the, uh, the 4X. You'll love this raising. Your girlfriend can use it too. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, so. it's. I mean, that's that's just a great example of filling filling the need in a in a space online. Yeah, and if the word's going to spread on something like this, I actually probably subscribe to this. That's yeah. really smart. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to Trademark Productions Weekly Podcast Radio Show. Remember to submit your questions online at tmprod.com and subscribe to our newsletter and on iTunes. No copying of this can be reproduced without permission. Terms apply. Copyright TM Productions 2011. All rights reserved.